2: The Steelers' worst season in franchise history came in 1969. in Chuck Knoll's first year on the team, with two 23-year-olds on the defensive line, by the name of Joe Green and L.C. Greenwood, with Andy Russell playing linebacker. The Steelers kept that team together and allowed coach Knoll time to build his team his way and success came I'm Jeffrey Benedict you're listening to the Cutting Room Floor The Steelers didn't panic in 1969 they didn't panic in the early part of 1970 in fact they gave Chuck Knoll a bonus. Because while the team on the field ended up with the worst record in Steelers franchise history, and this wasn't a good franchise history, these were the terrible Steelers. The team was bad, but their worst season was 1 in 13. Point differential of 186. It's terrible. They kept Chuck Knoll. Four years after that 1969 campaign, they won a Super Bowl. Five years after. Five years after that 1969 campaign, they won a Super Bowl. Steelers... Don't just react to what happens on the field. The final record, the final score. Pittsburgh Steelers' ownership doesn't bail when the initial results are bad. And in one year, they will not go from having a new person, having a new plan, to panic mode. So when we talk about Do the Steelers need new ideas? The first thing I want to speak to is is what constitutes a new idea. Of course, we always deal mostly with the offense in the first half of the show, so I'm specifically talking about Matt Canada. That's who we're going to be talking mostly about this time. Do the Steelers need someone new? Well, Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator for one season. People are calling him an inside hire, a promotion, but that's that doesn't make sense to me. That's like saying the Steelers failed to, you know, f- failed to fix the safety position in two thousand and four because they drafted Troy Polamalu in two thousand three and just didn't play him. So they, they needed to address the safety position, but they didn't in 2004. Well, yeah, they didn't have to address the safety position in 2004 because they addressed it in 2003. And it just didn't make a difference until 2004. That's called planning ahead. That's called you know, making a move for the future when the pittsburgh steelers moved on from todd haley a move that in my opinion was was pushed by not just ben Roethlisberger, by by you know probably other players and at least one coach and mike munchak and when they moved on from him and went to randy feekner two years into the Randy Feekner experience. Actually, you know, one year, after the first year of the Randy Feekner experience, we had the Mason Rudolph Devlin Hodges year. And after that, the Steelers saw the limits. They saw what Randy Feekner could do. They saw what they could, he could bring. They knew that he ran the offense Ben Roethlisberger wanted to run, but they saw pretty clearly that He wasn't the long-term answer. This isn't the guy you want leading the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And they brought in Matt Canada to be a quarterback's coach. But even as the quarterback's coach, tasked with helping Mason Rudolph and whoever else they had, they didn't keep Devlin Hodges, helping the young quarterbacks develop He was also given opportunity to work with the Steelers' run game, to implement new ideas, to implement some of the things he does in college. They went specifically to get Matt Canada, because the offensive styles of Matt Canada is not a perfect overlay to other teams, but... Other teams were running those concepts and having success. Kansas City was doing it. Andy Reid, who is a brilliant offensive mind in his own, brought up people and started running these college concepts in an L. offense. Andy Reid. He saw it was time to change, and he changed. Other teams were doing it. Baltimore was having success running a running basically a modified version of a triple option with Lamar Jackson. can said he was doing with Patrick Mahomes. Teams all over the place started introducing this stuff into their offense. And it was working. It's having success. So the Steelers go out and they get a player. They get a coach who has shown he can run this system at a high level and who they had seen when he worked at the University of Pittsburgh. And they brought him in, gave him a year to see how it would work. After that season, Matt Canada was getting offers. People were looking into him. There's rumors that teams are looking at Matt Canada for offensive coordinator, and Pittsburgh very quickly moved to make him their offensive coordinator and not let someone steal him away from them. Whatever happened last year is not going to cause the Steelers to make a permanent decision on Matt Canada because Matt Canada... Was working with Ben Roethlisberger, something that, in my opinion, wasn't supposed to be the case. Matt Canada was available; they grabbed him up. He needed; he was trying to break into the NFL. The Steelers wanted the guy with this his kind of skill set and and offense, so they took a chance on each other. With the idea that you know Ben Roethlisberger's time as a quarterback is coming to an end, and they're going to need. A different style of offense. And they wanted a coach who would coach this new wave of offense in the NFL. Someone who could do that. But Ben Roethlisberger stuck around. They needed to keep Matt Canada. So Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Canada got to work together for a year. When people react to this season and say the Steelers need to go in a new direction. The Steelers need to hire someone new. The Steelers can't go with, with what they've been doing. Well, that's why Matt Canada is here. Just because this will be his third season doesn't mean he's not bringing something different than what the Steelers had in the past. And now he's getting a chance to do it with a different quarterback. Hopefully a quarterback that fits well in his system. Hopefully the offense works. The Steelers bringing in a new coach. A brand new offensive coordinator. Getting rid of Matt Canada. Changing up the system again. Well, what are you going to change it to? Just something different. Do something different. There's not... That many different things. Matt Canada is about as different as the Steelers can get here. But his offense is one that is shown can work in the NFL. They do a lot of the same stuff in San Francisco. They do some of the stuff in Cincinnati. Kansas City runs a bunch of it. Buffalo runs a bunch of it. A bunch of teams that went pretty deep in the playoffs run. These same plays and concepts that Matt Canada runs. Matt Canada adds some different wrinkles. Some of them showed to be effective in the NFL. Other teams do big shifts and big motions to make the defense show their hand or to try and exploit mismatches and poor adjustments. Other teams do all this stuff. For the Steelers, they'll be entering year two of the Mac Canada era. And year two will be his first real year being in charge of the offense. And the reason I say that, even though he was offense coordinator in 2020 and in 2019 had effect over the offense, the offense was run through Ben Roethlisberger. Matt Canada himself said it. He's here. I'm, I'm more here to learn from Ben Roethlisberger than I am to teach Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's the right approach for him to have taken. But that also means it's not really his show. It's Ben Roethlisberger's show, and he's Ben Roethlisberger's offensive coordinator. And we saw as the season went on when the line fell apart and he did, they didn't have time to get things going. They couldn't get the run game going. Second year in a row, the line just just cannot get the offense rolling. They went to what they could do, which is Ben Roethlisberger football. They hadn't worked. They hadn't, he's no longer a guy that you can just be like, hey, Ben, you know, go, go be our offense. For 30 minutes straight. He can't do that. Not at, not at 38 and 39 years old. He couldn't do it anymore. So it didn't work. The Steelers need to not go for something new on offense. What the Steelers need to do on offense is invest in the newness they have. They need to find the right offensive linemen they need to find a quarterback who fits the scheme better than Ben Roethlisberger did. I don't want to. I don't want to rip on Ben Roethlisberger. I'm was impressed by his last season of football that he did as well as he did with his, you know, his situation there. And in Matt Canada's offense, he wasn't bad. Running those plays, they worked. When the run game was working and the Steelers won on that win streak and they won two games when a team scored 20 points or more, when they were o a outside of that, during that time when the run game worked, the passing game worked, Ben Roethlisberger was very efficient with the football and was making some plays. That passing game was heavily... Heavily influenced by Matt Canada's designs and offense. And it worked. Because it's a passing game that plays off the run game. Play action passing, but but more than just play action passing. He takes it even farther than that. To where the motions and the movement and the alignments are. You know, showing one thing. Showing different threats. And then finding creative ways... To create threats outside of what the other team is expecting. Plays off it really well. I'm... People who follow my film rooms, follow my articles. Well, no, I'm, I'm a fan of Matt Canada's offense. If you, if you read some of my articles and listened to my show, you know, the week after the Steelers got eliminated from the playoffs... You heard me ranting about the fact that the Buffalo Bills were in the same place, And I don't think their offensive coordinator is that good. He's got a head coaching job. He's not that good. It's the same offense. He just has Josh Allen running it. The Steelers had 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger, and that guy had Josh Allen in his prime. And a lot, a lot of that offense is Josh Allen bailing out their offensive coordinator and bailing out the offense and just making plays on his own. Of course it's easy for an offense coordinator to look good. Ben Roethlisberger made Bruce Arians and Todd Haley look good. You know, when you have great players, it's not too hard to draw up a play that works. When you've got no good players... there's not really an offense you can drop that will work. The Steelers are going to give Matt Canada a real shot at being the offense coordinator, and they should. They're doing the right thing. There's no need for newness on this offense. They need a new quarterback. That's... That was forced on them. That's not a change they're choosing to make. That's a change that needs to be made. Ben Roethlisberger retired. They don't have him anymore. For the first time since 2005, they're going to enter a season not with a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position. First time since 2004 that happened when they were figuring out, you know, who's going to be the starter. And Tommy Maddox was the starter until he got hurt. We're back there again. The offensive line needs to get worked out. But the offensive system, it's set. For this year and probably next couple of years after it. It's not time to get something new. It's time to invest in the plan the Steelers just went out and got. That's the first half of our show covering the offense. When I come back, we're gonna talk about the defense and if the Steelers, what the Steelers need to change up, and if they need new ideas, if they need new schemes, if they need to change to a bold new approach, get a completely different defensive coordinator than than what they've been running on defense. We'll talk about this after the break. I'll see you then. I'm Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. First half of this episode, we talked about Matt Canada, his offense, and, and that the Steelers this year aren't going to do anything really new. They're just going to put new players into what Matt Canada is doing. I wanted, the point I wanted to make in the first half was that the Steelers saw that they needed to change. They saw they needed to change on offense, and they went and got Matt Canada before they were forced to change. And I want to cover a little bit about why as we hit the second half of this show before we get into the defense. When you change a coach completely, you don't just change results. You change the language. You change route combinations. You change the reactions players have on the field to different situations. Often, hot routes change. Adjustments based on defense change. Best example I can give for this is when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Bruce Arian's offense was different than Bill Belichick's. And he had several plays early in the season where a receiver would have an adjustment to make based on the defensive alignment, based on something, a receiver would be hot. And he would run what Bruce Arians teaches him to run when you're the hot receiver. Tom Brady, with all those years of training and learning and experience and instinct that's been built up with his time in New England, saw that same thing He did what he had done for, you know, forever, and he threw where the ball was supposed to go in New England's offense. Several of them were intercepted. There was a lot of struggles early on, and eventually they went to more of what Tom Brady was familiar with simply to fit him better. That's the problem with changing an offense. Entirely around, we saw it the first year of Todd Haley. We heard Ben Roethlisberger complain about it. Defense works the same way. When the Steelers had Dick LeBeau, he was returning. He had already been on the team. He'd been their defensive coordinator, and then he got, you know, a head coaching job. And then that didn't work out. And the Steelers brought him back in two thousand and four. And he had a fantastic second run as the Steelers' defensive coordinator. When Dick LeBeau was brought back, it is my opinion that he disrupted an already-in-place secession plan. Because the Steelers brought on Keith Butler before they brought back Dick LeBeau. And Keith Butler... We all, know, we all know Bill Cower. You know, we know how Bill Cower liked to play defense. We know that he, you know, Blitzberg was his thing. That was he brought that to Pittsburgh. Keith Butler's claim to fame was defeating Peyton Manning's Tennessee Volunteers when he was the defensive coach. Linebackers coach, I believe, and and like assistant defense coordinator at the University of Memphis. That was a big deal when when Peyton Manning lost to Memphis. I remember hearing about that game, even though I couldn't care less about those two teams. Keith Butler did it by switching up their normal 4-3 defense to a 3-4 defense and doing a lot of zone blitzes. A lot of creative blitzing disrupted what Peyton Manning was trying to do. Some other amazing things happened, and the the Memphis Tigers, I think, uh, beat the Tennessee Volunteers. Crazy upset. Keith Butler was brought on to the Steelers be their linebacker coach, in my opinion, largely because of that. And I think they were grooming him to be the next defensive coordinator then when Dick LeBeau became available and came back. It was a no-brainer. You bring back Dick LeBeau if you can. And to his credit, Keith Butler stuck around. Dick LeBeau was older. Probably was going to retire. The problem is Dick LeBeau just didn't retire. He kept at it. He kept going. In... 2010s, 2012, 13, 14 is Dick LeBeau's great team that came in with him in 2004. The remnants of that were going. Casey Hampton, Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor. They were going away. James Ferrier. It's another one. Brett Keisel. They're losing piece by piece those great defenses and the defense. Under Dick LeBeau, never adapted and recovered. It just got worse and worse, and the, the the ability of the Steelers to generate pressure on the quarterback dropped. And eventually, the Steelers made the move. They pushed Dick LeBeau out. They got Keith, brought you know, promoted Keith Butler. There was continuity there. From 2003, when Keith Butler joined the team, 2004, Dick LeBeau returns. And now, in 2022, 18 years after Dick LeBeau came back to the Steelers, we're going to have a new defensive coordinator that wasn't there in that era. Wasn't there with Dick LeBeau. You're going to get different ideas and new language, and and they're going to have to change up things. And How are you going to make sure that that defensive coordinator is on everyone's the same page, you know, and you have Pittsburgh Steelers' defensive identity? Well, there's a way to do that. And it's called you, you bring them in before you need them to be the defensive coordinator. You hire the outside guy early. You bring him in. You let him learn, adapt. You get his ideas, the the new coach's ideas. You 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 implement some of them, and then when that coach takes over, it's not something new. It's not a huge change. Terrell Austin had impact on the Steelers' defense. Right off the bat when he came to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Senior defensive assistant, Terrell Lawson had an impact. I've talked about it a decent bit, but when Minka Fitzpatrick came to the team and didn't fit what the Steelers wanted to do on defense under Keith Butler with the secondary, all of a sudden they started running different schemes. Week four. Week three, they tried to fit, didn't really work. Week four... They started doing different things, and the defense evolved over the season. The schemes, the coverage evolved into looking a lot more like Terrell Austin's Detroit teams and Cincinnati teams than it did what the Pittsburgh Steelers ran under Keith Butler with his very vanilla defensive coverage schemes. So if the Steelers go with Terrell Austin, as their defensive coordinator, which I think they will. The benefit of that is you know that you have a defensive coordinator that can get a lot from your star safety Minka Fitzpatrick. You know that he's done incredible work with Terrell Edmonds. You know that he has been able to bring in low-tier cornerbacks and get them involved. Trey Norwood, James Pierre, Cameron Sutton, in 2017, 2018, 2000, he wasn't the player. He became in 2019, and then in 2020, and then in 2021, he, he, he's a starter. A lot of his development came after Terrell Austin joined the team in 2019. Joe Hayden's resurgence coincides with Terrell Austin. Moving forward, that's a good thing to have in your pocket, knowing that your coverage is going to be pretty good. Even if there's turnover, even if you lose a Mike Hilton and a Steven Nelson and add in very low-tier guys, they, they were not replaced. By, you know, equivalent pieces being added from outside. They were replaced by just moving everyone on the team up two rungs. Everyone left in the depth chart, up. And bringing in bottom of the depth chart players. And building them up. And it worked. Steelers' secondary was actually pretty good. Where the Steelers are going to have to adapt is, and where where there could be real change is in the pass rush. As I've stated before, Keith Butler and argued before and gave evidence for before, (laughs) Keith Butler was a great pass rush coordinator. More than he was a defensive coordinator, he was a pass rush specialist. Which... Ends you up as a defensive coordinator. If you're a really great defensive coordinator, you end up being a head coach because teams have to hire you at a higher level to get what you bring. Like to get, you know, to get Sean McVay's offense, to get Kyle Shanahan's offense, you have to make them a head coach. That's what it takes. Sean Payton worked for him. You want a coach who's a really good defensive coordinator top-of-the-line defensive coordinator, you have to hire him as a head coach. Because normally they're already a defensive coordinator. You've got to promote them. Keith Butler was a defensive coordinator because he was fantastic with pass rush. They brought in Terrell Austin to solve the coverage. It worked. Now Terrell Austin's stepping and taking over full time as the defensive coordinator, most likely. If the Steelers go in a brand new direction, they've got to find someone who's going to work well with Minka Fitzpatrick, who's going to get the most out of those players, who's going to get the most out of TJ Watt, who is not just a "Hey TJ, you know, go take this stand in this place to start the the play, and then go get the quarterback." It, there's a lot more to it to get the full benefit of TJ Watt. Other coordinators don't know TJY. Terrell lawson has been here for three years. You Should know TJY. You know, we may think we want new ideas, but really, what we want is for this the 2021 defense to have stopped the run the way the 2020 di- defense did, the way the 2019 defense did. Didn't work out because we lost players and we didn't have depth. It's my opinion that you just you fix that problem. You don't fire the coach because the players weren't good. You, you bring in better players. I think Terrell Austin is the right choice for the Steelers defensive coordinator. Again, like Matt Canada, he brought new ideas. He brought changes in coverage schemes. He brought something the Steelers desperately needed to the team. He just brought it before now. He's not bringing it in 2022. It's already here. And that's a good thing. No one's learning the language of Terrell Austin offense. Defense. Can't say words. They already know his coverage. Terrell Edmonds went from being a liability to being a really good safety. Minka Fitzpatrick is phenomenal. All with Terrell Austin. So you're, you're sitting there listening to this. And if you're, you're unhappy with the Steelers last season, I understand that. And I understand frustration. And I also understand that I'm sitting here telling you, you know, the correct thing to do is to bring back everybody. And let's, let's roll it out again and see if it goes better this time. I am not saying that. I'm just saying the coaches aren't where the change needs to happen. Steelers need to address the offensive line. Steelers need to get a quarterback that fits what Matt Canada is doing better than Ben Roethlisberger did. The Steelers need more, better depth on the defensive line. I think we need to draft somebody early. Whether Steph- And if Stephon Tuitt steps away, then you have, need to bring in a veteran defensive end to fill his shoes for a year or two. And then you still need to draft someone new. That's that's the main thing on defense. The real need on defense is for that off defense, that defensive line to have the talent and depth that it did when the Steelers were really good. When the Steelers won Super Bowls, when the Steelers were one of the top defenses, that defensive line is always something that is very good and very deep. I mean, Tyson Aliwalu was their number four defensive lineman not that long ago couple years ago, he was their number four defensive lineman. They need that kind of talent again. And in my opinion, you're one draft pick away from having that four deep high end talent. So go get someone good. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. And uh, as always, go Steelers.